Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Welcome to our day today. Yeah, almost uh, at Christmas time, in the Christmas season anyway. Today we have with us Dr. Simperman and Dr. Gallagher, Middlesex Chiropractic Center and Holistic Health, 724-903-0506. They're at 1158 Pittsburgh Road in Valencia. We're going to talk about our immune system today and our health. Good morning, both of you. Thanks for coming in today. Good morning. Good How morning. are you? Oh, we're doing, doing pretty well. Good, good, yes, good. Yes, we are. I can't say, is anybody sick? You guys are never sick. No. Because <laughs> you have all the nutrition background yeah, and the try. supplements. And... It's not totally infallible, but we do try to keep it that way. Yeah. You know, you know, our job, we're around a lot of people who are sick and we're touching them. So we have to really keep our immune systems in tip-top shape and you know, sometimes we get hit bad, especially if we don't sleep enough or too much travel yeah. or too much sugar. And those are some of the things we're going to talk about today is just, just our immune system. We feel like this is the time of year people really get hit the hardest. And uh, so we thought we would talk about immune system, autoimmune conditions, and uh, hopefully get some people thinking about how what they can do to keep themselves healthier. When, when does this time of the year we'll just put it cold season when does it begin is it halloween or halloween yep and why do you say halloween sugar okay explain it well what is there an abundance of in most people's house at halloween especially if you have kids because right or if you live in a neighborhood where people are trick-or-treating your kids bring home tons of candy you've bought tons of candy to pass out to the trick-or-treaters and my own little informal survey of people seems to be that most people will buy something that they like so that if they don't have to pe- they have leftovers it's something that they're going to want to eat too so we know that sugar definitely tends to uh lower your body's immune function and we know that 1 teaspoon of sugar lowers your body's immune function for approximately six hours. So how much is one teaspoon of sugar? Most people are going to ask because you don't know that, right? If we read our labels on our packaging, it's going to be in grams. And I know most people are probably not able to convert. I just thought of that yesterday. I just thought of you yesterday because I thought that exact thing. I picked up something and it said something grams of sugar. And I thought, I don't know how much that is. Right. So I'll give you the conversion. Okay. So we're looking at, you know, somewhere between um, four, you know, four grams, four or five grams of sugar equals one teaspoon. So if you're in your kitchen or by your pantry and you have a box of cereal or something, pull it out and just get a viewpoint of that because it's pretty amazing. A lot of the cereals out on the shelf, I call them the sugar counterfeit foods, you're gonna look at your serving size and your serving size is probably gonna be a half a cup and I don't know who in the world ever just has one half a cup of cereal like that because I doubt most people. They're gonna have probably a cup. And then it's probably gonna say about 25 grams of sugar. So that... And I'm thinking you probably should measure that cup because... Yeah, 
It's probably going to be double. So the individuals that I know that have like the bowls that are really mixing bowls, the small mixing bowls, and I'm looking at them going. And I did that once with a family member. I I said, no, 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 we're going to measure this out after they poured it, right? Oh, yeah. And I took out and they had four times the amount of the recommended. And I said, do you understand what you're looking at? Yeah. And then you see the how much sugar that is. If you have a cup and it's a half a cup serving size, which I almost guarantee most of those cereals are a half a cup, you're looking at you know, 50 grams of sugar, which is like drinking a Mountain Dew. But then you may have a Mountain Dew later in the day. Exactly. And then you may have pop. And then yeah. when you're talking about Halloween candy, now we're into Christmas candy. Now we're, Yeah, and so. baking. So this is, these are the things that set people up to getting sick. And, of course, you know, we're inside. We have drier air, so most people aren't using humidifiers, which we know drier air is going to carry those bugs more, the viruses and the bacteria. And so we're dried out. Our nasal passages are dried out, which are, you know, the mucous membranes are needed to fight infection. They're they're our first line. So in the immune system, we always talk about a layer cake, you know, because we're going back to sugar on the immune system. (laughs) We're always doing that, Tracy. I even have a beautiful picture, which no one can see, but... I'll look at it if yes. we're talking cake. <laughs> <laughs> Check right. this cake out. That's, that's oh, yeah, that's the rainbow, the rainbow colored cake. cake. So yeah. literally, folks, this is one, two, three, four, five, six layers yeah. and every color of the rainbow. Yeah, so when a, we think a, of that layer cake. Yeah, it's a layer cake. Yeah. And so, you know, our mucous membranes in our nose, in our mouth, we have an immune globin called IgG, and that helps, I mean, excuse me, IgA, which that helps us to fight you know, you're in the grocery store and somebody coughs by you. Those are the things that we have to fight. So if we've suppressed that, guess what? We're going to wind up getting sick. And the sugar is suppressing yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, okay. exactly. Or you could have other reasons why your sure, immune system sure. is down. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, since we were talking about sugar. The other thing, too, is our skin is a barrier. So say we don't wash our hands or coughed into our hands and touched something, right? Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Or say we use a lot of the alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Guess what we're doing? We're taking away our normal layer of skin that helps us to fight. So So explain that a little bit, because what's the difference between using that sanitizer and just washing our hands with soap? Well, there's lots of studies that prove that soap is more effective than the hand sanitizer, because over time you're you're taking away the barrier of your skin, which has uh, bacteria and things that we need, you know, to keep us going, okay, and to keep us from from picking up these things and having them get embedded into our skin. So when we, when we have that hand sanitizer, the alcohol takes off that first layer, kills off our mm. normal bacteria, where soap's not doing that, of course, unless you're using an antibacterial soap. So, you know, if people research and look into that, you'll see that that's a problem. You need to wash your hands. 30 seconds, sing happy birthday. That's mm-hmm. usually a good, yeah. yeah. Mary yeah. had a little lamb. Yeah. Something, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, if there are some al- non-alcohol-based um, hand sanitizers, but you have to really look for those. But yeah. alcohol on your skin is just going to pull that layer right off and make you susceptible, and that's your barrier to bugs. So I may be jumping ahead in our conversation, but when you talk about bacteria and you're talking about we're washing it away, then what's the difference between that and like probiotics, prebiotics? We've had this discussion before and that's bacteria, isn't it? Well, yeah. And you know, just like we talked about the microbiome in your in your gut where 70% of your immune function lies, your skin has a microbiome as well. But that's, you know, that's important to maintain a healthy microbiome, whether it be on the skin, orally, with inside the mouth, or equally important in your gut, where most of your immune function 
uh, yeah. comes from. We have bacteria that work alongside to keep our health. And once we start breaking that down, we also put ourselves into immune compromised. And, you know, the gut is one of those areas, you know, the probiotics, the prebiotics, um, you know, that, those are words that are very common and popular right now. And what do they really mean? Is what, mm-hmm. You know, what do they mean? Well, the prebiotic are things that you can use like yogurt and fiber, good fiber. I don't mean Metabucil, which is just a bunch of plastic. Sorry, those of you who are doing that. Um, you know, things that are going to build are fermented foods, sauerkraut, uh, fermented uh, milk, which is kefir. Different things like that are what we call prebiotics. And prebiotics um, are going to be things that will feed our garden so that we can grow our bacteria in our gastrointestinal tract and not necessarily replace it. The key is to do what we need to do to feed the garden and allow that garden to grow. Some people are so deficient that they do need to add in a probiotic. And a probiotic, a lot of times the probiotics out on the market probably only have about four, maybe six different strains when we have 600 different strains of bacteria in our gut that are good bacteria. Um, and they make up 90% of the bugs in the gut, and about 10% are the pathogenic things like the parasites and the yeasts and viruses and things like that and other bacteria that we don't want. But as long as we keep the balance at 90-10, we're going to stay fairly healthy. Once you add in, um, you know, medicines a lot of times, like the -the over-the-counter NSAIDs, which are the natural, uh, the the um, anti-inflammatory type drugs, you add in, your Zantac, your protonics, any of those proton pump inhibitors, you're going to disrupt the natural microbiome. Sugar, diet, stress, all those things upset all those bacteria. We are actually born with our blueprint of bacteria, and we got get that from our moms. So if we're a C-section baby, we're not going to get the full complement to start out with, so we're at immune compromise from, from birth. So can you grow those back? Sometimes you can. If your diet is good and you're doing the things that you need to do to feed that garden. So more importantly, feed the garden. If you're on antibiotic therapy, you're pretty much killing off everything. So you need to put something back in. So then how do we we balance that out? I'm not quite sure if that's the right terminology. But, you know, what if we are on um, uh, antibiotics? What if we are prescribed antibiotics? What if that's the world we know? And yet you're saying maybe there's another, well, there is another option. Right. Well, you know, you need to rebuild your gut back up again after an antibiotic. And it's not just probiotics. There's a lot more to it than just doing a probiotic. And to think that that would be a simple answer to that would be telling people the wrong thing about building their health back up. And that's pretty much why people kind of go on routine. They get sick. They do better for a little bit, then they go back, they get sick again, and that's really what happens with a lot of folks on antibiotics. I don't see that as much in my office because we're working right alongside not to put the person in that repeat, 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 and um, we're trying to get their health so that they don't get to that position because sometimes people do need to take an antibiotic for some reason, you know, and not, you know, it's not a routine thing, which more and more doctors are seeing that, that they're creating, you know, bugs that are resistant to that most antibiotics so we're trying to keep people away but i still see that happening more than it should now what happens if if we're thinking that we're following the right diet we're thinking that we're taking the right supplements and yet we still get a cold 
we still get sick, our immune system's still down. What, what would you look at first at somebody? Well, I would look at stress. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Stress no, not enough big. sleep. Not enough sleep. Yeah. I would definitely look at those two things, you know, because even with really good diets and really good nutrition, people are still susceptible because, you know, there's lots of other things going on in the hurried world that we live in. People are under a lot of stress or self-inflicted stress. Sure. You know, yeah. and most, yeah. is, most stress is probably more self-inflicted. Especially than around the holidays, yeah. I think, because people are, you know, worrying about a lot of things that may or may not even happen or worrying how their preparations are going and putting increased demands on themselves to do all these things before a certain timetable, you know, unrealistic demands. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So besides the food, which we've already kind of said, what if the person has a pretty good diet and, you know, wasn't on antibiotics and, but they still get sick. And sometimes, you, you know, you're bombarded. There's so many people around you and your immune system just can't keep up there's so many sick sick people around you and you know you lose sleep one night or something stresses you out and then all of a sudden you feel like you're coming down with something so that does happen well and we have to mention subluxation too because Mm -hmm. you know it's been well established in the literature that you know when your spine is subluxated and there's interference with your nervous system that can cause suppressed immune function as well so it's you know the holidays are a good time to get adjusted make sure your spine's in good alignment and your nervous system is working at an optimum level because that definitely helps to uh, improve immune function when you're out of alignment does it affect the gut or does this gut affect being out of alignment yeah, Both. what came first, the what? chicken or the egg? Yeah. yeah, really, right? Yeah, it, it goes, tell me, you tell me. Trace, it goes, yeah, it goes I both think it's ways. individual. It goes yeah. both ways. It chicken egg, which way. one? Yeah, it, you know, it could ways. go both ways. I mean, somebody could have had, you know, some sort of infection, you know, maybe a tooth infection, right? And so then they take an antibiotic because that's what their dentist or their doctor tells them to do. And then they ruin, they make a mess out of their, you know, gut. And their gut's not in good shape. Those nerves, as you do nerves from the spine that wrap around the intestinal tract, and that's the messages go both from the nervous system back to, you know, from the gastrointestinal tract back to the brain. So there you go, and then you're, you know, getting yourself out of alignment like blowing a fuse. So it's coming from the gut to the spine. And then maybe they don't feel pain in their stomach, but maybe they feel low back pain. And that's exactly what's taking place in that back and forth you know, nerve pathway that just doesn't go one way. It's just not a one-way street from the nervous system to an organ. It's a two-way street. That organ is giving information back to the spine, and that's where we can blow our fuse from the organ, basically get our spine out of alignment, maybe have mid-back pain. If you have gallbladder issues, you can have, you know, low back pain with, um, with the gut issues, um, even with female cramping, some women don't get the cramps in the front. Sometimes they get them in the back. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's different. Everybody's a little bit different on their their pain pathway, so to speak, and their ability to handle that. Well, and I think that's why it's interesting to talk to both of you because a lot of times, um, you know, I've <clears throat> talked to you and you've steered me in a whole different direction. Other people I know have talked to you and you steer them in a whole different direction. What I mean by that is 
if I come into you and say my arm hurts, you're asking about my gut. You know, it's like I'm thinking something totally right. something off the page, right. Right. and you come from left field, and <laughs> you're saying, but wait a minute, did you check your gut? You know, and it, and so explain how people don't associate those normally. Well, because we don't really know our anatomy. We're not taught that. You know, mm-hmm. when we go to health class, we're not really taught about the spine and how the nerves influence the body. We're not taught, maybe you take an anatomy class if you take an advanced class, but we're just not taught really about our health and how to take care of our body. Watch bodies. TV, though. Yeah. You know, most people watch TV, and what do you see on TV? You see um, a commercial for um, some type of NSAID, Motrin or Advil or something like that, where all these people are doing all these outrageous you know, things, jumping over stuff, doing backflips, engaging in all these like extreme activities, you know, and you're, and they're talking about, you know, pain in your arm and pain in your back and pain in your neck and what pain, because the pain's gone. All you need to do is take this whenever you have that. So, you know, I think it's, it's, it's just how we've been conditioned, you know, in our culture. It's, you know, the media has a big influence and advertising has a big influence on the decisions that that people make, you know, when they when they have pain. You know, they go have pain, typically go to their, you know, GP, and a lot of times he's going to give you something to leave the pain, you know, as if the pain is the problem. Well, the pain... It is a problem because you don't want to be in pain, but the pain is a symptom that there's something wrong. So, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to fix the symptom or are you going to fix what's wrong that's causing the symptom? I mean, it's kind of ridiculously simple to say, okay, my roof's leaking. I'm just going to put a bucket under it and collect the water. But, you know, it makes more sense to get the leak fixed. And I think that's, I'm glad you mentioned doctors, because again, I, I tell people all the time, you're not anti-doctor, and we've talked about on this show, and I can just say from my own PCP, love them, but yeah. when we start talking about supplements and a health food route, it's just that's not where he's trained. Exactly. And so, you know, yeah. th- that conversation kind of can have more questions brought up by right. him than, you know, just answers. Yeah. But um, I think that's as a patient what, you, what we all want. We want the root of the problem. You do. But most people do want the root of the problem handled. Um, but they also want the symptom to go away as fast as possible. And so that's what we try to do. We're trying to do both things at the same time because sometimes healing takes longer than getting rid of the symptom. Yeah. And I think that that's the challenge for most people in a nutritional model or even in a chiropractic model because, you know, honestly, it's going to take your body time to get, you know, all the nutrients and supplements that you've been missing or using up faster than you can do for repair. And then, you know, you think about even a red blood cell has a 120 day life cycle. So if you don't have enough or healthy red blood cells, can they carry the nutrients to where they go? And so if just a simple red blood cell has that, that's its life cycle, could you imagine a deteriorated organ, what it's gonna take to fix that organ? It's gonna take a while. If you have a broken bone, it's four to six weeks. So you know, and that's, a, again, a fairly simple thing that the body can repair right away, even with low nutrients, you know, may take a little longer if somebody's not, you know, like smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. and not eating properly and things like that. And shorter for those people who are going to, you know, take care of that and make sure it works out better. But you're going to heal. 
you know, the body will do that. It'll use every building block and take things from other places to heal that bone or to repair red blood cells. But organs, they will deteriorate and people then get diseases that way. So when people come to us and they're somewhere in that disease process, and we don't always know because that's not what we do. Mm -hmm. We're not trained to say you're halfway into your disease. We don't know. We just know that the person's body is not balanced. It doesn't have the nutritional care that it needs, and, it, and its nerves aren't working properly. And we are trying to restore that balance and feed the body as best we can with botanicals and natural supplements to get the person healthy again so that they can repair that body. And so we can use, we use a lot of herbal things to try to get them out of the discomfort, so to speak, mm -hmm. if they're experiencing mm -hmm. that, if we can. And so that's, you know, that's how we're operating. We're not against medical people. They're just doing things a different way than we are. Yeah. They're doing, you know, they're covering up the symptoms. And some people want the symptom covered for a while until they get better. Mm -hmm. So there are those people that... I had a lady that said that to me yesterday. She had to do something for the holiday, and she said, I'm going to take something for pain because I need to do that so I can get through, but I'm going to still continue to do what I need to do to get better. So I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. It's just the person's choice. And, and I always tell people, you're not in replacement. It can be like an yeah. addition to yeah. and being able to support the body and, and do that. Dr. Simperman, Dr. Agnes Gallagher here with Middlesex Chiropractic Center and Holistic Health. And I know you came here to talk about the, the immune system. So of course we think of colds during that. So I have to ask you, because if I don't ask you about vitamin C and yeah. colds together, <laughs> somebody's going to say, why didn't you ask? But you've told me before, vitamin C is not necessarily the way to go. Exactly. And I just want to explain a little bit about vitamin C. Linus Pauling, who is the person who founded or I guess you would call him discoverer of vitamin C and, the, and what vitamin C can do, discovered a full vitamin C. For instance, if you have an egg, right, you have a shell and then you have an inside to that egg. Now, what we perceive and what was patented, not patented, but formulated as vitamin C was basically the shell of an egg, which is ascorbic acid. So that's not truly the full vitamin C molecule. What he founded was the inside of that egg had all the nutrients and things to help, help people get better. So when we go out and just take ascorbic acid, which is readily available and pretty much turns into sugar into our bodies, we're not really doing our bodies any good just by doing ascorbic acid. That's so, vitamin C, you're saying. Exactly. Okay. That is what's what is on considered. The and, yeah, that's yeah, what's okay. considered vitamin C. Okay. A really good complete complex of vitamin C is going to include everything that's inside that eggshell. Okay. okay. So that's what we tell people to do. And and that that's okay, but there's a lot more to it. A lot of times people are zinc deficient. That's a big immune thing. They've been put in a situation where they don't have enough zinc. Their immune system just isn't, you know, doesn't have all those nutrients and minerals. There's a lot of minerals that are needed. Calcium is really important for immune health, okay? We use a very easily absorbable calcium because most calciums cannot be absorbed. Let's face it, I bet most people listening today on this radio show might have tampered, uh, had a little bit of... Um, some sort of Zantac or what are the other ones? Pro, Tums. Pro, pro, Tums, Protonics um, yeah. to help. Tried a few of those to, things. Mm -hmm. Nexium to try to for better digestion. So what that tells me is they don't have the good enough digestive enzymes to break down food. So do you think that they're going to be able to break down some chemically made calcium that's from calcium carbonate, which is rocks, 
oyster shells. Like, I don't know who could eat rocks or oyster shells and actually really digest them, you know, even the person with the best digestive system. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to absorb that calcium. Same thing with Tums. It has calcium in it, but it has the wrong kind of calcium, and then it's decreasing stomach acid. You need an acidic environment to absorb calcium. So here we go. We have a supplement that's very easily absorbable, can actually dissolve in water, which means... Tells you something. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then people mm -hmm. can get that calcium for their nutrition and their immune system. If you are low on calcium it's, and you're under have a fever or on, have a, an infection, your body needs calcium to balance that blood. So it's going to take it from your bones. And there we have somebody with weak bones. Okay, that's what happens. That's physiologically what so is going on. Just going to the store and getting zinc drops or getting vitamin C, what we think of vitamin C. And I mean, that's just not enough. You're it saying there's a whole enough. picture yeah, there. Yeah, it may not be that, enough. Yeah, yeah it may yeah. not be enough. I mean, people use the herbs, like, you know, like golden seal and echinacea, and everybody's different with that. And of course, if you go and buy it over the counter, it may not, may or may not work for you, depending on the quality of the herb, because herbs range in quality from just you know, there's no regulation on it, so you don't know the purity on it. You don't know if it has heavy metals. There's just so much of the out there that you don't know about and you can waste your money on. And so that's unfortunate, but I like the idea that we have the freedom to buy what we want. Well, so, and, and yeah, you know. and, and I agree with you, but at the same time, that's why I'm glad you are both here because I think that's what makes you special, unique, if you will, whatever terminology that you want. Because I've said before to you, you take the guesswork out of the supplements and you give people information. You want them to understand what's happening in the education that's out there. So I, I guess that's why I'm bringing up the, you know, I'm glad you're bringing up the calcium, but what we don't know is really what we don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We don't know enough. Exactly. We just don't know. And yeah. that yet you take the guesswork out of all of that and, ex and are explaining about right. the products. And really, we only have a couple minutes left with you, but can you talk about the products that you use? I'll say in general, because I know you use a couple of different products, but how pure that they are. Well... Well, the, especially the herbs, and this is, I think, why herbs get a bad rap, because people will go to wherever they can find them, and they're inexpensive, so they buy them, and then they use them, and they don't work, and then they get a bad taste in their mouth about, oh, the, you know, that doesn't work, and, and it gets publicized that that doesn't work. And well, there's reasons for that. As Dr. Gallagher mentioned, you know, these herbs that we use, we know that the companies that are producing them and, and check the purity and check the potency. And we know that what's in that capsule or that tablet is pure and potent and is gonna have the pharmacological effect that it's intended to have. Uh, we've been there, we've, we've seen stacks of, of drums of herbs that were rejected that didn't pass uh, quality control standards and as you know I said well what do you do with all that and he says well they'll take it back and sell it to someone else whose standards aren't as high yeah so it's and, and not only that is a lot of times when you're purchasing herbs or even supplements which we talked about the bad calciums out there on the market um, and especially with herbals you know, they may say it contains uh, echinacea, but it may not be the part of the echinacea that actually does have the pharmaceutical uh, potency that you need to, um, 
to get better with it or use it as an immune response. That's and that's a good example. point, too, yeah, because I mean, certain herbs, you know, it's the root for other effects. It's the leaves or the flowers. Yeah. And, you know, when they're combined in different ways, you need, you know, yeah. has so, to be the right combination of things. Exactly. And sometimes if you're not getting that, then you're not going to respond. And then the other thing, too, which we didn't talk about, is your own personal biology and genetics. Some remedies just don't work for some people. It, genetically, they just don't biologically match. And so, uh, you know, a sister and a brother might go out and get an echinacea and do well, but then the sister tells her sister-in-law and she doesn't notice any response. And so that's, that's a very common thing. And again, that's when people don't really know how to use herbs or even getting into essential oils, the same thing. Some people have allergies or they're, they're using unpure essential, or, um, essential oils or they're just not gonna respond to that. It's not that it's always bad or wrong, it's just biologically they are not gonna respond to that particular item. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Agnes Gallagher, Dr. Larry Simperman, Middlesex Chiropractic Center and Health by Nature Nutrition. And the office is fabulous because they deal with two different, um, two different avenues, but yet all trying to get your body to work in sync, if you will. So, of course, the chiropractic side with Dr. Simperman and Dr. Gallagher, of course, with Holistic Health. Thank you both for coming in. Have a great holiday, by the Thanks. way. Thanks. Yeah. You yeah. Too. Enjoy your turkey if you eat it which i do <laughs> the turkey and yeah. i'll just all look down when stuff. i say i eat stuffing stuff. yeah, yeah right all, all the other stuff. stuff that goes along with it that's yeah. right yeah. all right and folks thank you very much for joining us for this segment if you'd like to listen to it again it's online at wisr680.com and if you would like to get a hold of dr simperman or dr gallagher you can all, always call them their phone number is 724-903-0506. They're at 1158 Pittsburgh Road in Valencia at Suite 201. And you just go into the Cooperstown Plaza, go up behind the building. Their entrance is in the back of the building. 724-903-0506. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.